Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Uncredentialed Podcast. I am Cody Smith, joined by CJ Round, Trevor Oxley, and The Box. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about our personal stories with sports. Uh, we're also going to get diving into our top 10 quarterbacks list for the NFL, college football season, and also finish it up with our celebrity Hooper teams. up we're going to talk about a little bit of background about each of us what got us into sports maybe a cool sports story and we're going to start it off with cj all right so for me my introductory to sports i think for a lot of kids it's probably started off this way space jam uh but like that's yeah. like the real big thing for me so i'm 26 so like space jam was really popular wait you're 26 yeah what yeah yeah dude you know, right out of high school, four years military, then college. What? You're the oldest one of us? I thought that was obvious. <laughs> I'm probably the shortest, but I'm the oldest. What? You knew he was in the military, right? Oh, my God. I knew he was in the military, but, like, people can go in the military and still be, like, you know, get their degree and stuff. Still like, be young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know me. All right. So, what? You've known me since at least 2017, and you thought this whole time I was just like close to our age. I don't know, like 24. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, the, he's only a year older than I am. Like, you're the young one here. <laughs> well, Box is also young, but whatever. <laughs> oh my Wait, God. Box, yeah. how old are you? 23, about to be 24. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm 25, so, you know. Yeah. All right, all right. Anyways, CJ, your story. My bad. My bad for derailing this whole conversation right out of the gate. You're uh, good, you're good, you're good. So, yeah, like, it started off with Space Jam, and then, like, when I really got into sports, I think, I want to say it was, like, during the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa phase of just, like, them hitting dingers 24-7, and them crazy numbers, and then even, like, early on, Lakers, so the Kobe, Shaq air, and from there, I've just been, like, into sports, uh, any any type of sport, any competition. I started off as a sore loser. <laughs> and I guess that stems from, like, video games, from playing, like, NBA Live 99 when Michael Jordan was the player. And then from there, I've just always been into sports. You played NBA 99? Yes. PlayStation. Oh, PlayStation geez, old, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my first game was like NBA Live 05 or something. Like, oh, my God. No. You actually played a video game when Jordan was actually a current player? That's that's yeah. wild, dude. 99. Wild. Even uh, Madden 99, when you didn't know who the players were, they just said <laughs> their jerseys. They looked little pixels. I played NFL game. Blitz. Does that count? When was that made? <laughs> yeah, kind of. NFL <laughs> Blitz was the game, dude. Wanna, yeah, in a, Blitz was NFL made. Blitz is the original hit stick. <laughs> So like how the how the games have progressed over the years has really hit hard for CJ then man, sure <laughs> lord. Nah, that, that making me feel old now. <laughs> Damn. Uh, what, about, what about you, Trev? Yeah. So uh, this is actually a pretty interesting story. I when I was young, I would think baseball was the sport I always loved the most because we go on vacation and we go to games. So when I was like five or six, we went to a a Pittsburgh Pirates game. And they were playing – yeah, 
yeah, no, little of the story has to do with that game other than like <laughs> they were playing the Giants and I remember I was like cheering for Barry Bonds, but this is like steroids Barry Bonds. So like everybody in like the whole section is like looking at this little six-year-old kid who just has no idea what he's doing cheering for Barry Bonds in Pittsburgh, you know, or he left. And so after the game, there was this dude selling hats on like uh, one of those like golden bridges outside Pittsburgh for like five bucks. And I convinced my parents to let me get one, but I didn't get a Pittsburgh hat and I didn't get a San Francisco hat. I got an Arizona Diamondbacks hat, which is like not the red and yellow one you see nowadays. It's like the the blue and the green and the purple or whatever. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But next year we went to Arizona for a game. And they played the Milwaukee Brewers. And like every young kid, I wanted to go, like, get autographs before the game of, like, players. So we go down to the Brewers or whatever, and I end up meeting this dude who's actually the manager for the Brewers now and Craig Council. And if you don't know Craig Council, like, I didn't know anything about him for the game other than he was just a player. But Craig Council has one of the weirdest batting stances of, like, all time. Like, he holds that bat way up above his head. Yeah. But it was really cool because, you know, I got to talk to him for a little bit because, like, most dudes, they just sign the ball and then, like, or whatever and just, like, all right, go to the next one. But he actually talked to me for a little bit. And, you know, if you know my mom, she's the one that's going to, like, edge on a bunch of questions and, like, try to hold a conversation with you for no reason. Love but, Connie. Yeah, but that was really cool out in Arizona. But the year after that, we actually got to go to a Reds game. And sure enough, the yeah. Reds were playing the Brewers. And what does, like, my stupid little ass do but wear my Arizona Diamondback shirt and hat to a Cincinnati Reds-Milwaukee Brewers game. And sure enough, if I didn't go down to get autographs before the game, and you best believe who I ran into, Craig Council. And not only did Craig Council, like, recognize me, he remembered my name from a year ago. And, like, if you think of all, like, the kids, like, Ballsy Sign and, like, everybody that's ever interacted with, for him to know just some kid, I was like, that's just, this was like a moment for me where sports is just like a little bit more than just a game, you know? Mm-hmm. I think from that moment on, I was like a Craig Council fan. I liked the Brewers for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, like baseball is what I want to do. You know, this is my game. This is awesome. And that's like when I started plugging in like MLB 05 or whatever and really getting into it. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. They, reckon, they recognized you from that. Yeah, it's, that's one of the coolest moments of my life for sure. Yeah. So, all right, Cody, what do you got? Now I want to hear the box. Uh, <laughs> uh, you heard him. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but you heard him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not really a sports guy. I kind of like uh, work with it, sort of, you know, internships. Uh, I like video games. Sports more of an occupational hazard. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. What's, what's your best video game story? Fuck, I know. Do you have any story? What's your favorite game? Uh, Smash Bros. Nice. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Um, yeah. So uh, one of my first uh, memories with sports um, was back in 2003. Um, I came downstairs. Uh, my dad was watching uh, basketball games, watching the Pistons game, and uh, I came downstairs. Oh. And I think they were. It was. I think it was. It was either late in the fourth, like like final seconds, or it was it overtime final seconds? Um, but I came down and uh, I asked him like what he's watching and stuff, and he's like, "Watch the Pistons game. You can sit down and watch if you want." So you know, I sat down and stuff. I had I had been playing like little league sports and everything at that point, but I never really like watched professional um, stuff on TV yet. So I sat down and watched it with them. Um, and like right after, like I started watching that was the game where Chauncey hit that half court shot against like the Nets or the 
Hornets or something in the final seconds. I can't remember who they're playing, but it was just like, you know, like the announcers were going crazy. They showed the crowd. The team was, was hyped. My dad was losing his mind. Like it was just like a perfect introduction to sports for me. So from that point on, like I just followed all my dad's teams and uh, my dad's everywhere. He is like Detroit Pistons fan for basketball, Red Wings fan for hockey, Browns fan for football, Reds fan for baseball. Like we're, we're not well at any city. We're just all over the damn map. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, but yeah, ever since then, yeah, well, especially you, Trev, you're all, you're, <laughs> I'm all over like the tri-state area. You're over the, you're actually all over the map. Everywhere. Um, but, um, but yeah, like ever since then, like I just started getting more and more into sports. Uh, I realized that it was my, uh, my true passion life. Um, I played, you know, little league stuff and, uh, you know, basketball and baseball and stuff like that all the way through high school. Um, I just had like a really competitive nature that I, that I realized once I started playing and I just loved it. Um, you know, that I've been fortunate to work in sports for my career, you know, working at the university of Toledo, um, in athletics. Um, and actually probably one of my favorite stories, um, I work for the Toledo mud hens as well as a camera operator. So last season, uh, the mud hens who are the tigers, um, triple A affiliate were playing the Louisville bats who are the reds affiliate. So, um, the camera I was working was in the, the bats, uh, dugout. And since I'm a Reds fan, like I knew most of those players and stuff like that, their prospects and everything. So Nick Senzel, who's their starting center fielder right now, the Red for the Reds, he was down there playing. And um, the game had finished. Um, I was packing my camera up. I was heading uh, back through the dugout into the tunnel, going back upstairs. And uh, Nick was standing there. He was on the phone with somebody, and he just looked a little emotional. Um, so I just kind of, you know, passed him, just kind of head nod to him and stuff. Um, and as I passed him, I heard he was talking to his dad on the phone. And he said, Dad, I just got called up. I'm, I'm going to the majors and like he was trying to like hold back tears and stuff but like it was just the moment where like I assume like a young boy's dream of wanting to find play in the major leagues you know would, you know probably a process he went through a lot with like his his parents and his family trying to get him to that point finally was realized because he got the call like right after that game and he was like telling his dad for the first time so it was really cool and it was especially cool for me because that's my team um you know and, I'm, and I watched him on tv the other night and stuff and I just always remember that story whenever I see him playing and just kind of like fortunate that I've been able to be put in a situation where I can work in sports and see, you know, because it is much more than just a game like CJ alluded to earlier, you know, no matter what sport you're playing, um, it has a different effect on all people and it has, um, you can really dig your roots in um, and have a lot of great experiences and create a lot of great of, you know, create a lot of, um, you know, friendships and everything through playing. So, but, uh, but yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great journey so far. Sounds so, like you wanted to cry a little bit, dude. It gave me, it's a, it's emotional, man. <laughs> I tell you, man, it hit me. Like I, I was trying to hold myself together after I passed him. Cause I was like, Oh man, God. I was like, I was even thinking, like, thinking of like putting myself in, in his shoes and like, and how emotional that would be for me. even. so, but yeah, man, it was good. It was good. Story now. I got a good one. All right. Let's hear it box. Oh, so, uh, when I was working He's at inspired. UT in the, uh, the marketing department, yeah, I always manned the, uh, the berry bagels uh gatling gun <laughs> and one time there you might have been at that game i probably was there was a there was a cheerleader getting lifted up and it was spinning around to one of the t-shirts and no if i wasn't if i wasn't on the gun and someone else is in my shoes they might have shot her <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't parents, remember that. I, if I, she would have gotten, so she didn't actually get hit. 
No, 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 no. Okay. I, 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 I immediately took my finger off the trigger. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was hazardous, man. I looked, over to, I looked over to Adam, too, and his face was just <laughs> dig, he was just dug under the table. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Dude, that thing, that thing would surprise you. It would just, like, fly one up to the upper level of the arena, or it would just, like, kind of, like, a dud that would just land at your feet. Like, <laughs> yeah. That thing was so unpredictable. Uh, but, oh, that's funny, though. <laughs> Oh, I think gosh. through all these that we've definitely learned that there's a tons of different emotions that go through sports and there's a lot of heartwarming moments, but there's also a lot of moments that CJ kind of alluded to that can are worthy of talking trash that are worthy of debate and that are worthy of controversy. And if we have a clip, I'd love for us to have to go ahead and play that, but I'll sum it up. Cody. I didn't know why I just said your name. I wasn't really talking to you. <laughs> CJ. <laughs> What's up? Dak Prescott. No, not a top 10 quarterback in your eye. Not and he a wouldn't, top 10. And he's not good. And he wouldn't be your quarterback. That's exactly from one of our previous episodes. So we thought it would be a good idea for us to go through our top 10 quarterbacks all together. And we're going to debate away. All right. So we want to start at number 10 for everyone. Oh, we're going to do it this way? I like yeah, that. Yeah, let's start from I the like bottom. Way. Okay, okay. Yeah. All Wait, right, so do we, hey, do we want to start, start at the bottom or start at the top? Because the bottom, like, our our top five is pretty much the same. It's just different orders for some of them. Like, But, like, once you hit, like, nine and ten for each of us, it's, like, completely different people. So, you want to save that? you want to start like, with that? I teared mine off. Did you all tear yours off? I didn't, but I – No, I didn't tear it off. Okay, okay. Well, we'll just go – we'll go numbers through from all the top. Right. All, right, all right, so, number one, I think we all have this quarterback at number one. Not a surprise. Patrick Mahomes, is that number one for everyone? Yes. Easy, easy money. Number two, Trev, who did you have at number two? I had Russell Wilson. I think Wilson is one of those guys that just has the ability to make plays happen. Uh, and I think right now in the league, there's not there, – I, there may not be anybody else in the league who has the ability to stretch out plays like he does and to make those just miraculous throws. It seems like no matter what happens in the game, if Russ gets hot, it's, it could be game over. Yeah. And he's really one of those dudes you can't stop. You can only try to contain him. Mm-hmm. Cody, you? I got Lamar. Um, I agree with – I mean, that's – and I can honestly, like – there's a couple of guys in here I could see, like, going either way and stuff. But I got Lamar um, above Wilson just because of – I mean, you think he's only – this is only his second season as a true starter in the league, um, first full season even. And just, like, the jump he made from year one – his athletic ability is – he probably is the most athletic quarterback in the league right now. You know, you know, Wilson can draw plays, but, you know, Lamar, you know, he does – his version of drawing out a play is just taking off and getting a first down with the legs. I mean, that's, that's his version of it. So, I just think he's electric. I mean, you know, not just because he was the MVP this past season, but, you know, just because he showed his ability as a passer along with just being an absolute dominant threat on the ground um, when he needed to be. So, I have him at number two. So, I also went with Russell Wilson. Now, don't get me wrong, Cody. I love Lamar Jackson. I'll pick Lamar Jackson before Dak Prescott any day of the week. Uh, I think he's only been in the, what, league two two years now? and Or, yeah, two years. And this was actually only his first year as a true starter. Really. Last he was, yeah. Yeah. So, and he was sharing time his first year with Joe Flacco. So, I didn't want to put him up there that high yet, but I definitely think just off of last season, if I was just to use that alone, he was a top 10 quarterback. But, yeah, Russell Wilson, he 
to me, he can do everything. He can stretch a play out. Uh, he can throw. He can throw on the run. He can run himself if he needs to. So I just think he's like what people really want in a quarterback. And then even just like his leadership on and off the field, I think he's just like the perfect number two, in my opinion. There was a rust play where they played the Cardinals. I don't know if it was this last year or two years ago, maybe, maybe even three. But the play where he like dodges like five or six tackles, Tyron Mathow misses him, and then like is just running towards the left sideline, like turns around, spins, yep. does another spin, exactly and then just launches like yep. like a I want to say like a twenty five a twenty five yard pass down the sideline right to Tyler Lockett, and of course the Cardinals player misses a tackle, and it turns out to be like a huge gain. It's just like the epitome yeah. of mm-hmm. like Russell Wilson's like career and like his ability to stretch plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it yep. was just that's why I think watching about the too. game it was just one of those frustrating things because it's like there's only a couple players in the league that can do that, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of where we're at with our two and three right here, unless someone else has anything different. So going into number three for me is Lamar Jackson. I think uh, Harbaugh has done a wonderful job of scheming their system around him. I think putting him in a lot of opportunities to be a threat on the ground game, and then surrounding him with the weapons that he has. Lamar, his speed, you know, we've known that for years. We saw it in college. We're seeing it now. His ability to make people miss with just the slightest, like, movements, I think is really what makes him special with it. Because it's one thing to have speed, but to have the ability to, like, juke anybody out or to make, like, one little, like, cut and it's up the field and still while still maintaining speed. I know they say he's a running quarterback, but this dude could, like, almost, like, play running back if you really wanted to because he has that kind of running instincts. He has that kind of running awareness. But that doesn't knock him as a passer. He's made tons of great throws over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting Mark Andrews was huge for him. Mark Andrews has been a wonderful red zone target for him. Marquise Brown is another as a speedster. I think having him there with, with the Lamar's ability to stretch out some plays, I think he's going to be dominant for years to come. All right. So I think we're definitely – we're going to see a lot more changing. We're going to see a lot of the same names coming up in these next orders, but they're going to be in different orders. So for me, I have Drew Brees, number three, who that nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cody Trevor. <laughs> I got I got Russ at three. Um I got Russ. Um, you know, we we covered him and stuff. I mean, he's like I said, I can I can go either way with Lamar Russ at two and three there. Like there's I think that um you know I think Lamar will pass could pass Russ in a few years if he continues on the the trend that he's going on now, just because mm-hmm. I think that he's a little more has a little more to his game when you add in the running game. Um, Russ is a better passer at this point, but I mean, in a few years we'll see where Lamar is at, but, uh, but yeah, I got Russ at three, but I can see, I can, I can see Drew there. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could take sell Drew. us on breeze. Sell me on breeze at three yeah, right now. Two, uh, so, yeah. Okay. Sell so me on him. When I did this, I didn't base it solely just off of who's going to be able to play five, 10 years down the line. So it was kind of like, it was a mixture of everything. And I just think staying true to that pure pocket passer, Drew Brees, in my opinion, regardless of his age, is just that great of a passer. I think he makes all the right throws, all the right decisions. And even with him being older, and I think he's only like a year younger, maybe two years younger than Tom Brady, he's still putting up fantastic numbers. Like his numbers are still ridiculous. And so like for me, it really like, we're starting to have a lot of mobile quarterbacks that are able to use their feet, like a Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and whatnot, even Patrick Mahomes. But 
I think like Drew Brees, if I needed somebody to make a big throw, I'm counting on Drew Brees. That big time throw, fourth quarter, third down, he's gonna make that throw, pinpoint pass. I mean, I can see it. I just I, I think for me, you know, his his age, I mean, he's an older guy, he can still make the throws and everything, but he's not able to to escape the pocket as well anymore and still be as accurate on the run. He can still do it. Um, but we're also like like you kind of alluded to, we're getting to the age where we're used to just seeing, you know, if you don't have that extra um that extra mode in your game where you can be able to escape the pocket and extend plays like a Wilson, like a Patty Mahomes, uh like a Deshaun Watson can, even Carson Wentz, um, then you're kind of overlooked, I think, in today's game. He's still a really good player and I respect his skill and he's still, you know, gonna go down as one of the best quarterbacks in history. He's still got electric arm, can make all those throws and make every play they the Saints needed to make. Um, and that offensive system is just, I mean, that's one of the, the things too. It's, it's, he's got so many opportunities to be great with that as well. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I can't put him in my top three with, with guys like Lamar, Russ, and, and Patty Mahomes in the NFL right now. Yeah, I tiered it off and I had my top as one tier. This is in that next tier, but like, he's just not in that elite level for me. He's very good, still very good. At least not anymore. Not, just not that level anymore but going forward we're gonna start with the number four cody who you got uh there i have breeze actually uh he's there for me um you know like i said i still respect his game and i still respect his ability to be a leader as well um and like i said with the weapons he has there in new orleans and as long as he's geared up with sean payton um you know he's got michael thomas locked up you know camara they're gonna i think camara's going to his what fourth season i think like yeah. yeah, I think his fourth season, you know, they're going to give him uh, his back after the end of the season, at least it better. Um, yeah, but just the, the weapons they have there and the, and the system that he's in, like it's – I think that he's going to have success and I think that he could be talked about as being a top five quarterback in this league until he decides to walk away because of everything they have in New Orleans set up for him there. He's set up to really go a long ways towards the end of his career, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah CJ, you're four. Uh, so number four, I have Deshaun Watson. So like I was saying, I, I took a lot of things into consideration when I did this order. Um, to me, like my first three or them are the first three. If I need to play a game right now, trying to win a Super Bowl, them are the first three I'm picking. Uh, and Deshaun Watson is would be that next quarterback. I think he's right there on the verge of being on that Patrick Mahomes level. Like he's right there. I think unfortunately he's with the Texans and uh, Bill O'Brien. And I just don't like Bill O'Brien as a quarterback. So I think he's getting held back just a tad bit from where he could truly be if he was able to be let loose. But I think he's the fourth best quarterback in the league right now. Interesting that you don't like Bill O'Brien as a, as a quarterback guy. Cause that's <laughs> kind of, that's kind of what he did for a long time in new England. And even when he went to Penn state, he made Hackenberg pretty good, but that's a take. Yeah. In college, but, uh, made Hackenberg good. He may he may not be a good GM, but but he's I think he can work with quarterbacks. Where's Hackenberg now? He's like what the fifth fifth quarterback on the Jets roster still. <laughs> no, he was in the uh, he was he was in the XFL or the AAF, yeah, one of the, the two. XFL. Is he? Yeah, he he ain't he's yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a tryout. Bill O'Brien as a head coach, maybe it's just like an offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, sure. But as a head coach, I think he's holding him back. All right, yeah, that's that's a fair take. I'll yeah. I'll let you run with that one. Uh, my number four, I chose Aaron Rodgers. I think that's Rodgers, a bad man. 
<laughs> Aaron Rodgers on this list out of just pure talent, just pure ability to throw the ball might m- – if it wasn't for Patty Mahomes, I think he'd be top of the list and just pure overall talent to play the game. Ooh. This dude, you know, can could make all the throws coming out of college, even though he did sit behind Favre for the longest amount of time. I don't think that was more that helped of, him. It may have helped him in the long run, yes. I think he could have played right away and still been pretty effective. Um, Aaron Rodgers makes throws, you know. He's wildly effective every year. I think last year he went 26-4 and four on a team that really was depleted of weapons for him to really go after. Really, he's been depleted of weapons for a long time. Not saying Devontae Adams is bad. Devontae Adams is a fine weapon. But they have, what, the carcass of Jimmy Graham on that roster? Yeah. So, <laughs> as, like, no their second-best threat, no yeah. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you know, is due trying to make his way. Geronimo is hurt. Uh, Equinamia St. Brown, I don't like it all. But I think he's one of those dudes that he just makes – uh, makes teams better when he's on when he's out there. I think he's really smart as a player, he, and there, I don't think there's anybody throwing a hail mary that's better than him in the world. So he's my number four. He's starting off that second tier for me. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Cody, did you give your number four? Yeah, mine was Breeze. Oh, yep. Okay. Um, I'll move on to number five though. Um, so number five, that's where I have Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, I think that. I think he is – I think – he needs to have, I think, some success, I think, in the postseason, I think, for him to move up on my list over the guys I have in front of him. Um, I know, like, his, his, his weapons aren't getting any better. Obviously, they just got rid of Hopkins. Um, you know, Will Fuller is never healthy for him. He's a, he's, they, have a, they are great. Like, they are – I think that's one of the best probably uh, QB wide receiver combos going deep in the NFL when Fuller is healthy because they just – it seems like every time they're on the field together, they hook up for like a 40- or 50-yard play almost every single game, even a couple times per game. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. That – that he just – it seems like he, he's he's got all the tools to be a great quarterback, and I'm not sure if it's just the weapons – he doesn't have the right weapons around him or the right system. Um, but, I mean, he reminds me a lot of, of, of Russ and his ability to skip the pocket. I mean, he's a bigger body, obviously, and he's able to take a few more hits and, and spin off some more tackles and everything. But he reminds me kind of like Russ and what his abilities are. I mean, he, you know, he's got a good arm, obviously, um, and I think he's a very smart quarterback. And he knows when he gets out of the pocket and gets downfield, he knows how to you – know, he knows when to give up on a play. Lamar hasn't gotten to that point yet, and I think that's what might be a downfall of Lamar's uh, career is eventually they're going to start being able to hit him. Um, but I think, you know, Deshaun's just very smart with being able to, uh, how he manages the games that he's in. He's just got to have some more success in the postseason and games where it really counts for me to move him up on my list, but I still think he's a top five quarterback. Jeez, man, I'm low on Deshaun compared to y'all. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that. Uh, who do you have, Trevor? Where are we at here? Did you do five. your fourth, CJ? No, no, we're at five. We're at five. We're at five? Okay. Yeah. Number five for me, uh, this is rounding out that second-tier quarterbacks. This is Drew Brees. I, I don't think there's a better leader in football. I know we could maybe get into a small debate about that, but we see the things that he does with his team. We see the things that he does for his team, the pump-up speeches, the training in Guantanamo Bay with the players. I mean, he's, he's the perfect role model to have on your team for people you know, to be a perfect mentor for everybody, to show things what being a pro really is like. Uh, one other thing, I've read his biography – Coming back stronger, just it's pretty much detailing, uh, pretty much like a biography of his life, and the main focus of it is is when he uh, 
hurts his shoulder is a shoulder. Yeah, he hurts in Los An- in our San Diego. Yep. To eventually him being released, and then it came down to like his decision between Miami or New Orleans and going to New Orleans, and talking a little bit about how he was inspired by New Orleans after Katrina. Sean Payton took him out, showed him all the houses that have been like devastated from from the hurricane. And pretty much Sean Payton promising, hey, you're going to come here. We're going to build our playbook together, and we're going to go forward from that all the way up to the championship. It's a wonderful read. Take the time to go ahead, and if you, if you haven't already, go read it. Drew Brees, my number five. All right, so number five for me is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, like, my only reason why Aaron Rodgers is this low is just he's kind of a little older. So – Definitely, me being a Lions fan, you see a lot of. I see a lot there of. There it is. There it is. There's the bias. No, 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 no bias. Sneaking in. No, 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 no. Sneaking in the no background. Bias. No bias at all. No bias at all. I, I just honestly think when I watch him play now, granted he has no receiving core. This probably this year would have been his probably his best receiving core in a long time because they had funches before he opted out, and I just think that you you see that he's losing a little bit of this of his step. And honestly, like, if you looked at their offense, their offense for the first time ever was built on a ground game. Like, when they needed Aaron Rodgers to make a throw, he made a throw. But you can see that they're, it's not where it's, the offense is just Aaron Rodgers go out there and sling the ball all over the field and make these unbelievable throws and make your receivers look good. It's kind of more of a balanced attack now. And I just – I feel like he just lost a little bit of a step, and that's the only reason why – He's in the middle. It's not even because he's beat my Lions on Hail Marys out of nowhere, stupid Lions. But Can we talk about Lions, how CJ so. didn't have Lamar in his top five? He is. No, he's no not. Lamar's he's not in his top five. Right. He's not. You crazy. Son. Isn't that wild? All right, so since we've entered. All right, so we're out of top five now. Number six is actually Lamar Jackson. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Lamar Jackson. When I play Madden, I use Lamar Jackson because he can scramble and he's electrifying. Don't get me wrong. But I still just think he needs to improve on his passing ability. It's it's gotten a lot better from his first year, and last year was a big improvement. And once he takes a bigger leap in his passing ability, because, hey, we're ranking. That's still wild to me. (laughs) It's wild to me. Hey, Lamar, I love you, Lamar. If you hear this, I love you. So – uh, so my my number six um, is uh, Rogers, um, actually. So, but I mean, we've already kind of, you know, I, I agree a lot with you, CJ. Like he doesn't have the weapons anymore. He is getting older. Um, I think having Jones in the running game, having a, a running back that's not like a Ryan Grant kind of guy, uh, a guy who can actually go get you, you know, some Aaron good first down. Yeah, Aaron. What did I say? Kevin. Kevin Jones. Oh, Kevin. My bad. My bad. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah, <laughs> um, having a guy that can pick up good yards on the ground who can also be a threat coming out of the backfield in the passing game as well really helps him as well. I think it's it's something that I think that he's missed for a decent amount of his career, having a guy who can do both, not just one who can maybe come out of the backfield. So, um, But I, I kind of want to touch on Lamar Jackson. Do you think that – do you think you feel the way about his passing because of he doesn't throw a lot compared to other quarterbacks, maybe in your top five because of his – you know, because of the offensive system that he's in, because he does run the ball a lot, or are you just not impressed when he does throw the ball? No, it's not. Honestly, I've always been a fan of a quarterback that could run. I've always thought the college-style quarterback should have been in the NFL. So, it's, that has nothing to do with it. I just don't think he's – just when I watch, there's sometimes it's like, all right, some throws aren't the best. 
And I think those that I put ahead of him, I would, I would say are better passers. And, hey, he could get better because he has that chip on his shoulder where he wants to be the best quarterback. So knowing him, he's going to become even a better quarterback throwing the ball next year or, I mean, this upcoming year. But just right now I had to be honest with myself. Like, is he the best throwing quarterback, even though he can run and do all these other things? No. And ultimately a quarterback. So you've got to be able to throw the ball. I want to touch one more thing on Lamar. Right. <laughs> with Lamar, with Lamar's running threat, I don't think we've seen something like this since Vic. As someone who can just take off like that, obviously they play two very different styles. You know, Michael Vick would still line up under center a little bit compared to Lamar's more, well, if they're not handing off to Ingram. He does a lot of RPO style action. You know, he's going to take off from shotgun standpoint. But uh, his ability to have to draw on another defender into the box is something that seems absolutely wild to me. And while he may not be the best thrower, that threat alone – makes his receivers more open from there. So I, I, that was just my thought with it is, like, the impact that this dude can have before the play even starts is still unreal. Like unreal. You know, a lot of quarterbacks have to make adjustments to what they see out there. The defense has to adjust to Lamar Jackson. You know, I thought that was just an interesting kind of point of view on it. Uh, my number six, and this starts out the third tier for me, and these two guys are kind of in that same level. Uh, number six, Carson Wentz. I had, I think I could easily put six and seven intertwined, but I think Carson Wentz is one of those dudes. If you look at him in 2017, he had 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, playing in 13 games alone. Uh, I don't know about you all, but I was kind of under the belief that if he played the whole season, he could have been MVP. And he's a guy that, you know, has all the physical tools, is a really good passer. Uh, Philly's kind of one of those weird teams. You don't really know what their identity is every year, besides like tough minded defense. But I think he's one of those dudes that's just, like, right there on the verge of taking that next step into being, like, into that next tier of quarterbacks who's, like, a really, really, really good football player. I think he's one of those dudes that just – you go out there, you see the impact he has. It's just can he stay on the field long enough. All right, so number seven for me is the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Um, yeah, he, he's not in New England no more, and he's not the quarterback that he used to be. And if he was, I probably would have put him in the top three, top four. Seven for me is Wentz. Um, I think that, you know, I, I mean, he's got, he's got some good weapons there. I mean, obviously that team was just so battened down with injuries at the end of last season. I still don't know how he made the playoffs, but or they made the playoffs. But I think the reason why is because, I mean, their defense, I think, uh, showed up when they needed them at the end of that season to make that final push. But it was Wentz who willed them. It wasn't pretty by any measures. Um, like the stats he put up weren't like they weren't like you know head turning or anything, but uh, he welded them there. And you talk about a guy who's a good leader, you know, Trevor. You talk about you think Drew Brees is the best leader in the NFL. I think Wentz is right there on his heels. Like he is, he's very involved in the Philadelphia community. He's very well respected by all of his teammates, and um, he does all the right things pretty much. It sucks that he has been, he has had his injuries throughout his career, and you know he very well may have won the MVP that season. What was it 2017, 2018? Um, before he got injured, and then Foles had to take over. Um, but uh, but yeah, but he's also had really good offensive line. Um, he's one of the best centers of football, and Jason Kelsey. Um, and he's had guys like um, uh, you know Brooks there, and and Jason Peters. So, um, I think that if they can just like I said, if they can just find a way to stay healthy, I think that he could even make that jump to the next tier. But I think that you know he's he's got the abilities of of a uh, you know Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson to be able to escape the pocket and be able to extend plays out. He's very smart. 
um, at calling things at the line. Um, I think he's got a really good arm too. So um, he's definitely, uh, I think, can make the jump in the next few years. And he's still young too. It's only been in the year in the league five years, I think. Yeah, my number seven, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's already been talked about a lot. I think he's Bill O'Brien, really good offensive-minded coach. Uh, GM, not so much. You know, they gave away they gave away DeAndre Hopkins for next to nothing. Uh, having Hopkins a player like Johnson. Hopkins definitely, you know, definitely helped Watson's transition. <clears throat> I think this is going to be a big year for him. I really do. I think this is going to be the year if he goes out and he has a really good season, I think this is where we could finally put Deshaun Watson – in that transcendent category of quarterbacks. So I'm interested to see how it goes, but right now I just couldn't do it. That's why him and Wentz are in this kind of like same tier together of guys who are almost there, but not quite there yet category. Moving on. I'm going to go number eight. I'm going to go to me here. This is a, a tier of its own. And this is Tom Brady, the goat. Um, he's just not the same quarterback he was five years ago. He'd be a lot higher. I don't think there's anything. We all know who Tom Brady is. We all know how smart he is. We all know how much he's worked in his career. He's one of the best to ever do it. Cody? I got, I got Brady as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, you, I mean, you only got one spot higher. I'm not sure what you get all mad about. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, we, you know what you're going to get out of him. Um, he's not going to be able to give you the same production that he did during his heyday, but he's still going to be a very consistent quarterback and, you know, him at what age, like, was he, like, 43, 44 now? I mean, him at this age to still be considered in the top 10 even. I mean, just true. I mean, you know, we all know he's a GOAT, but it just shows, like, how much skill he's had even and how much respect. Yeah, at 43. Yeah, playing at 43, 44, however old he is. Um, you know, and we'll see what he does with the weapons here. I think if he was um, – I actually think if he was in New England still with, like, the lack of weapons they have, I don't know if I would have him in my top – 10 I probably would still just because of who he is but I think definitely going into this year like right now because of the weapons he has in Tampa and because of the prospect of what he could do there I still definitely consider him a top 10 quarterback that's gonna be such a fun team (laughs) it's gonna be so fun I know there's no there's no like preseason or anything but as long as they continue to get reps and even if it's not this year going into next year that's gonna be such a fun team with such a fun amount of weapons yep so I'm gonna preference this next quarterback by all my friends in Atlanta. I don't mm-hmm. like your, I don't like the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I don't cheer for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be nice this one time because y'all always choke. The quarterback I have next is Matt Ryan himself. I just think overall, Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. Um, and with Julio as his number one and even Calvin Ridley as his number two or 1B, whatever you want to call him he's a in my opinion he's still a real good quarterback and if you have a team around him he can lead you to a Super Bowl as we've seen with the Falcons the one year before they choked and lost to Tom Brady himself but it's a good year just yeah I don't like he he's always put up consistent numbers um it's just does Atlanta have a team around him or do they not get hit by the injury bug but other than that besides the fans that i hate because they're always like this is our year this is our year they're like the cowboy fans it's always their year and then they fall flat on their face and the browns fans i don't know why you had to go there i mean i don't know why they say it (laughs) it's just why do do browns fans think every year is the year it's not (laughs) 
Because it's you know, you know, every year in the NFL season or the schedule, like of everything that happens in the NFL, you know what the Browns fans look forward to the most: the draft. It's something we can actually win, <laughs> and we usually don't. <laughs> We're usually set up very well, but we usually come away. Eh. <laughs> Hey, don't even get me started on my Lions. They, we're not even gonna do that. Uh, is every, everybody gave eight? So next. actually, I want to continue to talk about Matt Ryan oh, okay. for a little bit because I don't know, I don't know if he's in Cody's list or not because I didn't look over it. But Matt Ryan wasn't in my list. But I think Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan look really good when he was in Atlanta. I think that's when he was at his best. But my lord, Matt Ryan throws a lot of interceptions. <laughs> And he's done it for years. I mean, he throws like 12, 14 interceptions. He's done it most of his career. So I couldn't put him up there because he's got to keep a hold of the ball, you know, especially the guy not being as mobile as him. But, man. I, I'm taking Matt Ryan before a lot of these other quarterbacks still. I do think he's underrated, though. I do think Matt Ryan does fall into that, like, trap of, like, people just don't think about him. This is a dude who has thrown for, like, over 4,000 yards, you know, oh, for lots. how many years? He was an MVP. Huh? He's an MVP, too. Yeah, so I I think he does get that underrated. He didn't make my top ten, but he's still very good. But just a lot of picks. Number nine. I think this is where it gets really interesting. So I'll start it off. Y'all already know it ain't Dak. Cowboy fans, don't be mad. It ain't Dak. I have Carson Wentz. You guys have already said it. The only reason why Carson Wentz for me is this low is just because it seems like he can never finish a season. If he could just finish the season without getting injured, for me, he would be so much higher. But him just always being injured is a little bit of a concern for me. It's the only reason why he's not top five at easy in my list. Well, to combat that, my number nine is Dak Prescott. And the reason why is if you look at Dak Prescott over the years, he has made a big jump in the past year that I think people really don't talk about because it's overshadowed by the whole contract thing. If you look at him in the past year, he threw for 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. They went 8-8, eight and eight, which is an average record, completing 65% of his passes. And his quarterback rating has always been, you know, around that 100 mark, which is very good for quarterbacks. But I think if you look at him, you know, you can talk about the contract all you want. I think we all know he needs to just take the money that he can get. But I do think he had a really good jump this past year. I think them adding C.D. Lamb to their to their wide receiver core, Michael Gallup could take a jump. This team is, you know, they're poised. I think he could be the guy that could kind of push them a little bit further. I love uh, the new coach that they brought in, Mike McCarthy. I kind of thought Jason Garrett was just kind of so-so. He kind of wore out his welcome in Dallas. He was there forever, never really accomplished anything. Mike McCarthy has accomplished something. So I'm, I'm actually really excited to see where, we, where they go forward from here. Yeah, I um, I I feel kind of hypocritical because I have Dak at nine, but I have slandered him a lot in the past because of his inability to win against com like competitive teams. He puts up crazy good numbers and whoops the crap out of your your Redskins, your Lions, sorry CJ, um, you know all all like Giants, all these like really low end teams that he faces every year. He plays like a like a Pro Bowler against those teams. A guy like that could be it you know, look at it as a top five quarterback. When he plays against some competition, he kind of shies away from it. Um, he he doesn't have a great record. I think he's got like maybe winning 40% of his games over the past two years against teams that have better than 500 records. I mean, he just – it just seems like he can't win those games. And 
And I honestly don't think it's because of uh, a lack of ability for him or the lack of weapons or the lack of anything that he has to work with on that team. I think it might be the coaching that he's had. Um, I don't think Garrett had the best system for him. I think, um, you know, I, I don't understand. I know, I know that you run into some teams that you play and you run into just a complete lockdown corner and it can take away or make it hard for you to get the ball to your number one receiver. You get a guy like Amari Cooper, who a lot of people consider to be a top five wide receiver, not top three for some people, and you're only targeting him or trying to get the ball to him, like – we'll talk about it later, CJ um, – like, <laughs> like three times in some of these games, it's ridiculous. I mean, I know, I know sometimes defenses cater and really try to take away your top guy, but – I mean, Cooper, he's a, he's a, he's a strong-bodied wide receiver. He can get open. I just think sometimes the game plan might not have been great for, for Dak, and that might have um, enabled him or, like, prohibited him from getting uh, to be put in positions where he could win some of those games. But I still think that his talent-wise, I still think he's a top-ten quarterback. I don't think that he should be complaining about all this money that he's not getting because, <laughs> like, well, think about it. Mahomes, we talked about the Mahomes contract, the bag that he got. Lamar is going to be a free agent in a few years. He's probably going to get more than Mahomes, unfortunately, because of how things work in the NFL with contracts. But Dak thinks that he's honestly worth the same or more than Mahomes or even in the same ballpark. He's not. He hasn't done anything to prove it. Um, that being said, <laughs> I still think that he is, talent-wise, still a top-ten quarterback. All right. Uh, number 10. Um, preference this by number 10, honestly, could have been a lot of different quarterbacks. But I decided to go with Jared Goff. I know you guys disagreed and thought that was a weird one, but I'm gonna go with Jared Goff. I could I I I had a long talk with my dad, and even I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Uh, somewhat I was gonna go Stafford, but because I'm a Lions fan and he has made me mad so many times, and just because the Lions suck, I just couldn't put him up there. But when he's on some days, he's a top 10 quarterback easily. I even thought about Big Ben or even Kirk Cousins, but I ultimately decided to go on Jared Goff. I think he's still a good quarterback, and I personally would pick – if I had to pick a quarterback, ultimately, if it was pick Dak or pick Jared, and this is why Dak is not in my top 10, I'm picking Jared Goff. And it's just keep it that simple. I actually don't think Jared Goff is, is that far off for me. I may That's have – That's though. That is my guy, and I had a tier that started with Dak, and then it goes into my number 10, and then actually my honorable mention was going to be Jared Goff. I, I think if you look at Jared Goff, he's a dude he's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, you can credit as much of that as to McVay as you want. I think you just got to give credit to certain coaches that know how to use their players to make them look better. I think uh, kind of like the same way that Deshaun Watson, this could be kind of a prove-it year for, for Goff in a sense that he no longer has Todd Gurley in the backfield. He's running with Cam Akers, who is kind of unproven. I think the offense, they have Robert Woods. They have uh, Cooper Cup coming back. And then Tyler Higby. And do they have Brandon Cooks? They don't have Brandon Cooks, do they? He got traded to the Texans, right? Yeah, you're right. He did. He did. Thank you. Yeah. But they so still I, think Ever I think they still got Gerald Everett, though. Yeah, they do. They do. So, I think he's – but nonetheless, I think Goff is one of those dudes when he came out, you know, I think if you look at, like, quarterback prospects who came out of the league, like, he – you know, it goes – in recent years, Joe Burrow was, you know, consensus number one. Jared Goff was a consensus number one quarterback. And then the last one before that was Andrew Luck. So, I think there was a lot of hype that came around Goff when he came in. I think he just hasn't exactly been that transcendent player yet. I think he could be. 
but he's still got to learn a little bit. I think the Jeff Fisher year held him back. That was kind of an awkward situation where they had mm-hmm. Case Keenum and Nick Foles in the same room with them, and it was just like a, nobody knew what was year. going. Yeah, <laughs> hard knocks. Well, they're going to be on it again this year, so it's going to be fun. it's going to be fun to see that. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, I actually did go with your Lions boy. I went with Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford next to Matt Ryan is most criminally underrated quarterbacks in all the NFL. Friend to be a franchise quarterback for what feels like over now to do it with the teams that he's had through the coaches that he's had and to do it in Detroit where, you know, everything just seems to be tougher. (laughs) I think Matt Stafford is, has quietly been a really impressive quarterback. That video of him, like, what is it? Popping his shoulder out. Yeah. And then, and then like they, I don't know, they took like an injury timeout or something real quick. And then Uh, I think the defense, defense called a timeout and he was just like, give me back in. If you need me to throw, I'll throw. Yeah. He said I could throw like with a, with his shoulder out, is his, is his throwing shoulder or is his other one? I don't know. I think, it was his, I think it was his non-throwing shoulder. But either way, to go out there and play with that kind of grit, that kind of, you know. Yeah. I think he is very deserving of being the final spot on this list. He's been a dude that really hasn't had the best team around him for years. But I think, nonetheless, he's still a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for my number 10, I, I, I considered guys like Matt Ryan – uh, Matt Stafford. I even thought a little about Philip Rivers, but as soon as I thought Rivers, I thought about what I saw from him in the past two years. I'm like, mm, not nah, dog. He's, he's he's completely falling off, man. I th- I saw him throw five, I think four or five picks against the Raiders last season. I'm just like, nah, this ain't it anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, my number ten is actually Jimmy G, Jimmy nope. Garoppolo. Um, nope. I got him at number ten. Nope. Let me explain. Nope. So. Jimmy is one of those guys who doesn't necessarily put up the numbers, obviously. I mean, we've seen it in the playoffs. Nope. I think one game he had like 107 passing yards. Um, nope. He's not the – he doesn't have the flashiest arm. He doesn't have the flashiest skills overall. But this guy wins. He's not a top ten quarterback then. Kyle Shanahan wins. wins. No, he wins. <laughs> he's in a good system. Wins. He's in a good system. But you still got to go out there and make those throws. And if you actually watch the Super Bowl – the fourth quarter is the reason why the Chiefs won it. That's when Mahomes woke up. That's when Mahomes really kind of, um, you know, ignited everything and led that comeback against, against the Niners. But the first three quarters, statistically, Garoppolo outplayed Mahomes. It's, it's, hard, would, to, it's hard to say, but that's actually the truth. I mean, he actually outplayed Mahomes in the Super Bowl in the first three quarters. We're all, I know everybody's going to remember him. Everyone's going to remember him for that missed throw he had to Emmanuel Sanders that could have changed the outlook of the game. But I'm just saying, man. Y'all hate on Jimmy G. What has he done ever since he's been in San Francisco? He's won games. Yes, they have been coaching. Yes, they have a very good they have a very good defense. Um, but also all these teams, all these teams are these these guys you talked about. Who do they have to throw to? Matt Ryan. He's Matt Ryan, honestly, I think should have had a better career, at least winning, because he's had Julio Jones from the majority of it. He had Roddy White at the beginning. He's got Calvin Ridley. He's had good tight ends. He's had pretty good running game for the most part. He's had those guys. Um, Stafford's had Johnson. He's got Marvin Jones now. He's got Galladay. He's had good players there. I mean, all these guys we've talked about so far have had some really good threats to throw to. Who actually, aside from George Kittle at the tight end, wide receiver rise, who does Garoppolo have to throw to that's, that's like a perennial top-tier player? Don't tell me Emmanuel Sanders because he's not. He's a really good slot player, but he's not. He's a, he's Goodwin, a pretty good Debo receiver. Samuel. Uh, like, who does he have to throw the ball receiver. to? He's a fool. Okay, yeah. 
But see, this is my Daniel, Sanders is good, yes, but he's not like a, I want to put him in the top 10. Are you kidding me? Some of these guys <laughs> we talked about have like top 10. A couple of Mets got, have like guys like Brady and them have a couple of top 10 wide receivers to throw to. Now, Brady's never had a top in the last. Yes, he has. Like, in the last Brady's 10 years. Brady's had some guys to throw to. Yes. In the last 10 years, I think, what, Randy Moss? No, not even Randy Moss, right? Whoa. Oh, he's just had Randy Moss. No, no, no. I'm saying. Whoa. If, if we're going back to Randy don't slander the West Virginia kid. No, he's, had Moss. he's had Moss. He's had Welker. He's had Branch. Listen, he's had Edelman. Listen. He's had great tight ends. I'm saying from 10 years ago, was Randy Moss. I want to bring this back. I want to bring Was Randy Moss in the league 10 years ago, 2010? Maybe not 10 years ago. I think, I think Moss That's was like, point. wait. I'm talking about I said your point. Years ago, I want to talk about Garoppolo. You're comparing, you're comparing Garoppolo to the greatest all time. I'm not saying Garoppolo's the greatest of all time. We can't compare him to Brady like that. No. I'm talking about, like, right now, who has he had, as long as Garoppolo has been a starting quarterback and a known starting quarterback in this league and has had his name known by he's people, who's really had it? What does I, this list consist of? Huh? This list consists of the top ten quarterbacks. And Garoppolo is a manager of the game. game Their focus manager. is to run the ball. What is now Tom they Brady have right some. Now? Oh, Trust me, he's gonna throw it out there. Ian. He's gonna throw. He's gonna throw it out there. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is. Oh, he's gonna has throw been a it out there. He's gonna throw the ball. Tom Brady I've has been a with manager Bruce for, for like the past five years in Arizona. Years. I know how Bruce Arians gonna run Tom Brady. It's he's gonna, gonna throw the ball. Anyway, Tom Brady has been Jimmy, a manager. Okay, let's. We're not talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. CJ want to talk about Tom Brady. Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager. They focus on running the ball. They're gonna pound they on do. you. They're gonna pound the clock. They're gonna mm-hmm. waste time. All right, and they have really good talented outs- talented running backs who can run outside, Maybe. and they have a really good lineman to fit that scheme. But mm-hmm. Garoppolo doesn't elevate that team. And when you look at a list of top ten quarterbacks, he doesn't elevate that team. I don't think he elevates I, – I don't think you can put a guy like that on your top ten. Yes, he wins games. That's fantastic. Dilford led the Ravens to a Super Bowl. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. Jimmy G, big, big name. But not. I'm a fan of Jimmy G. That dude made a lot of money. He's dating who he wants. He's doing what he wants. I'm proud (laughs) of Jimmy G. He's a big name just because he was behind Brady and Belichick was trying to get rid of Brady for him. But he's he's unproven. He's not. All they do, all they do, is run the ball. The 49ers run the ball. I'm sorry. They have three running backs, or they did have three running backs, and he barely. If you have, if you have a quarterback that goes some games where he's only throwing less than 15 times. Uh, you're not a top. You're not a top ten quarterback. I want to say when Kyle Shanahan was in Atlanta, Matt Ryan threw the ball a lot. You know that was their thing. That was what they were gonna do, and he made Matt Ryan an MVP quarterback. When he went to San Francisco, he switched it all up and focused on the running game. I do think that's a good coaching job. Obviously, it's a good coaching job just based on how you know good San Francisco is right now. But you haven't seen Jimmy G throwing the ball just yet. So I'm not saying he couldn't yeah. be a top ten quarterback. I'm saying he's not one now. I still think he's a top ten quarterback. I think he's got the skill set to be one. I mean, I, I I think he has. I think he has proven it. You're not going to get to the Super Bowl on just a running game. Dilfer. All right, the guy did throw for four thousand yards this year. Dilfer, four thousand yards. I don't give a shit about Trent Dilfer. Dilfer. I think Dilfer. that's a completely different era. Like no, Dilfer. I honestly think Blacko. I, I at this point I would pick Dak before I ever pick Jimmy G. Dilfer. Like, that's how bad I think of Jimmy G now. Like, I will pick Dak before him. And let me just preference this by this. What Dak has done by coming out of college, 
and being a fourth round pick and being the quarterback that he is now, I think nobody saw that coming. So I'm glad that I love when an underdog can come in, especially like a fourth, fifth round pick or something even later can come in the league and become a star. But I, I still don't even give – he's not a top-10 quarterback, but shout-out to Dex for being able to do that. Box. Do that. I yeah. think Box, what do you know I, about, I what, what do you know about Jimmy is, G? Jimmy G, uh, that's a dude. That's a dude. That's a dude. All right, there we go. That's, <laughs> that's a, dude. a dude that wins games. That's a dude but he didn't that, say that's a maybe, dude that's a top-10 quarterback. Maybe you, haven't, a maybe you haven't seen everything he's got in his bag of tricks, but, I mean, from games I've seen, you have seen some games where he has not thrown the ball a whole lot. Maybe that wasn't the game plan for that game. He can't control that to himself. But when he's been asked, called upon to make plays for his team, which maybe is not as often as you two would have liked from him, he has been able to do it. He has been able to step up and make those plays. Hey, you know he, what? I think quarterback. At the end of the day, yeah, I, I at the end he, of the day, I, I at the end of the day, is. that's his list. That's Cody's list. That's the end of the day. CJ, hey, you have your it. list. I you didn't put Dak in it. So, you know, we could easily get on you for that, just like we did last time. I'm just saying, you give him that some weapons said, that, like, Ryan Scott, Matt Ryan Scott. You give him, like, a Julio Jones. Oh, boy. I think you'll see something. Oh, boy. We I think you'll see something, man. That's fine. That's fine. Give him some weapons oh, to throw to He's doing what he's doing. He's doing what he's doing with the scraps with just some random guys who just have some speed. That's fine. Oh, boy. Can I, someone cut in a sound effect? I'm ready to transition. <laughs> College football season is coming up. Power five teams. Is just it? Released their, uh, is it? <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, the college football season's coming up. All Power Fives have released their conference schedules and how they're going to play things from here on out. And I'm not going to lie. It's the right move for them to kind of do this whole conference thing, but, man, is it just – it just feels like something's missing. Oh, yes. I looked at the Michigan schedule, and to see that they're playing, granted, they're probably going to lose again to Ohio State, but to see that's not the last game of the year, it, it was like, I was like, ah, this isn't real for me then. I, like, I look forward to that being the last game of the regular season, just Ohio State versus Michigan, and not seeing that was like, oh, that was a good check. They've been talking about doing that for a while, though. I mean, if you look around, not every big rivalry game – I mean, and, and, and some in the Power Five, a lot of the big rivalry games do happen at the end of the season because they just build that weekend up all year long. But you look in, like, some smaller conferences like the MAC, like Toledo and BG, they play in the middle of the season. It's awkward. I don't like it. Um, but it's not necessarily an unknown thing. And there has been talks about moving that game up for, I think, maybe a year or two now. But I'm just glad they're playing at least. I mean, there's no way you could not have those two teams play. Um, but – I don't, I don't know. I, I think that, um, you know, it's if we do have a season, uh, it's going to be something that we haven't really been accustomed to, obviously. Um, I like that they're adding games in their conference to at least, like, kind of fill out their their um, their slate of games a little bit. Some teams, some schools are adding those some of those uh, non-Power 5 schools to play, just at least one of them. Um, you know, but this year in terms of, like, determining, like, you know, who's in the Final Four – um, judging by it, I don't think that, you know, I've heard some people talk about how it's going to be, um, you know, hard to determine who the best teams are if, they, if some of these teams, like, you know, a team from the Pac-12, maybe like a top team like Oregon can't play, um, a team like Clemson or somebody else um, before they get to their conference because you won't be able to see those two heavyweights clash until the end of the season. I don't think it's really going to affect it because if you look at some of the schools that usually go to the Final Four, like your Clemsons, your Alabamas, your Ohio States, um, you know, your Oklahomas, they play a lot of teams that they are going to meet there along the way or teams that are, 
you know, some of the better teams in college football that are in their own conference. Um, so I think you'll get a good, um, you know, viewing of who the top tier teams are just based on them playing in their own conferences, not necessarily having to play other teams. It's good to see them play other like perennial teams that aren't in their own conference. But uh, I think that it's going to be just the same. You'll find, you'll see the best teams emerge at the end of the season. Um, it's going to hurt teams. Maybe like, you know, some of your, um, you know, your non-power five teams a little bit, but I think for the teams that actually are like best teams in college football, they'll, they'll be right there and you'll be just at the end of the season. I think it was a really smart move. And if you all don't know, all, all the power five conferences by now have came out and said that they're going to play uh, either a nine or 10 game conference schedule. Now mm-hmm. I think uh, a couple others, I know the big 12 is doing a thing where you get one non-conference game and it could be, a, it has to be a team in your state. I think the ACC is doing that as well. So you get like a, a non-conference opponent. Um, I think that it's very smart because when you look at the way that Coburn's going to react, and this is something that has been shared with me, but I don't know if there's any legitimacy to it. But if there happens to be an outbreak on one team, so let's say, uh, I don't know, uh, a Michigan gets a COVID outbreak. Well, if you're scheduled to play Michigan, then you can double up and play somebody else from the other side who has a, who has a buy or something or has to play them in the next couple of weeks where they quarantine. So I think that is really smart that you keep it within the conference and you keep it a conference thing because you don't want this to spread out like through other, you know, other conferences and then infect other teams like that. You know, I think that's a very important thing. I'm glad that they did that. But I also feel like that this just – there's still a feeling that this just isn't going to be the same college football, you know. I think just as much of a game that college football is, there's just pageantry that goes along with it. There's a lot of traditions and stuff. And just with no fans there, I feel like it's just not going to – well, limited fans. It's just not going to be the same thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think there is going to be a weirdness about it. Here's my kind of like hot take. I think it would be really interesting if we saw – and I know it would be very hard to work this all out. I think it would be very interesting to see if they played a season, but it almost like it was like a a practice season – in the essence of like, let's not have like a, a, a final four or whatever. I think it's really tough to figure out when, especially when you have a team like Wisconsin, you know, you two all are big 10 guys. Wisconsin's toughest opponent is Minnesota at home, you know, which granted Minnesota's on the rise, you know, they don't play Ohio state. They don't play Penn state. It's going to be, it's going to be tough for them. Our, I'm mean, not tough. But it's going to be a little bit easier for someone like Ohio or Ohio state who has to play Michigan, who I might have to play a couple of their schools. And especially compared to someone in the SEC, I think uh, I think with the new thing, like Florida has to play like Alabama and somebody else, Georgia, and all those other schools who are playing con- like consensus top 10 teams, it's, you know, you would make that vote over them just because of who they played. But Wisconsin could be the, the other side, the devil's advocate of played anybody that's like inside the top 10, unless Minnesota gets up there. So I think it's, it's it, there will be some like, you know, tougher decisions and like, if we get into a situation where we see like two or three SEC teams being like in the focus of it, then, you know, I think it's going to be really out there. So my, my, my theory is, is, you know, let them play, let them have a season, let them keep their eligibility as almost like a practice. Cause they're not necessarily, some teams aren't going to get the chance to play for the same thing. Let them have a draft. Whoever goes, goes. And then when they come back, you know, and next, next fall, it'll be just like kind of like back to the old style. I think, if you want to keep a playoff, I think there could be a moment where you could kind of like expand and have like an 18 playoff. Yeah. I think that could be like a perfect time because this is already a weird year. So why not just be a little bit more weird with it? Make sure everyone from the power five 
couple out larges and a group of five team get in and then we'll just roll with it. You know, yeah. I don't think there's, I think at this moment you could throw out a lot of anything and people just have to be willing to accept it as long as there is somewhat like games being played or something for them to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking about that myself. Like how do they just select four teams to play for the natty? And so I was like, maybe this is, there's always been talks about expanding the playoffs. So maybe this is a case where you have to expand it. And I went as far as 10. I know. So you, every power five gets uh automatic bid and then possibly the second place team from all the power five with also um, two non-power fives. And then the committee would just have to decide who they're going to select after the automatic bids for the power five or like one. So if they win their conference, you automatically get your bid. And then a committee decides out of the remaining second place teams and non-power 10 schools who gets to play. And you could even do like a bubble situation where you just have it in one city just so you can have somewhat of a real playoff and that sort. I actually had a friend talk or I saw like a bunch, it was either an Instagram post or a Twitter post talking about the potential of like a a college football bubble that I I at least thought was interesting. I I think it'd be tough to kind of, you know, travel there every week, but but the idea of it being like, you know, these players are going to be on campus and as long as campus is controlled and then you just transport them to there. And as long as everything's fine on that end, you know. Yeah, I don't think they would be able to do it for the regular season. They just It would have to be like for the actual national championship, for the playoff. Yeah. You that was just have, his idea. They had, that in the they had multiple bubbles across the U.S. for the different conferences. <laughs> yeah. I, seen, I heard something about that on the radio and I was like, it, it kind of seemed a little wild just because it was like, well, what are you going to do about the students in school kind of thing? Just like, are you going to let them be able to do online or if you're doing already in person and a whole bunch of other stuff? But, yeah. I think we're in a weird situation, and I think no matter – there's only one real, like, winning answer, and that's just, you know, a normal college football season, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of where we're at. But, like, that's also just kind of unrealistic in the thing that there's going to be restrictions, there's going to be limitations, and there might be, you know, situations where the season gets canceled altogether. So I, I think it's tough no matter what. There's always going to be people be unpleased, you know. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to monitor for, like, the next couple of weeks or so and just see when teams start practicing together and who's having more outbreaks, you know, and see where they go from there. Because I know UConn just shut down there. You kind of just shut season. down. You kind of yeah. shut down. Teams are practicing, though. Teams have been practicing for a yeah. while yeah. for football. Um, I'm actually in favor of a 16-team playoff and then not having bowl season for everyone else. Um, if you think about it, universities, especially if they're not going to be able to have fans, they're going to be hurting a lot for revenue this year, especially universities that aren't in some of the Power 5 conferences. Um, so because it, it's expensive. It's very expensive to travel to bowl games, especially um, you know depending on their location. Um, I know, like, when Toledo went to the Bahamas Bowl a few years ago, they had to buy passports for all their players. That's not cheap. Um, and that was coming out of their pocket. So, and furthermore, I don't think that some of the places that usually host some of these bowl games are going to be willing to have a bunch of people from different states. Some states might be hot states um, during this whole thing, have all those players come and then trying to figure out how they're going to quarantine them, how they're going to separate them from the rest. Because, you know, when you go for a bowl trip, uh, I've been on a few of them, it's a it's a whole production. It's like a five day experience of you going to like you know going to um, 
help out in the community. Uh, you're going to like, uh, I've gone to like children's hospital with Toledo before and they've, um, you know, kind of like sat around and, and talked to like kids and, 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 uh, and learn their background, their stories. I mean, you do a lot of stuff in the community. They have parades for you and everything. The, the city kind of wraps its arms around you and welcomes you and stuff. So it's a whole big production when you go on these bowl trips. So I think that um, crossing that off, it's going to be unfortunate for teams that are used to going, um, but having expanding it to a 16 team playoff so we can get, you know, at least a, a good, you know, a group of teams that are deserving and that might cut down on some of those teams that might play some of those softer schedules, like you mentioned, Trev, like Wisconsin, for example, mm-hmm. um, get those teams in there and have an extended playoff and then just get rid of bowl season. Um, and then if you can get a little bit of a bubble situation going kind of like the, what the NBA is going for that playoff, um, I think that would be um, a really good scenario for college football if they were to get through the entire season. Because you don't know the way you know things are going. Baseball, people don't know if baseball is going to shut down their season due to everything that's been going on with teams like the Marlins and the Cardinals. Um, so you might have something like that happen in the middle of the college football season. You might get three games deep and say, "Hey, we can't do this anymore. We have too many, um, you know, people getting uh, you know, contracting the disease." Um, and they might very well shut it down. So but I think that'd be a really um, a good solution to um, that, you know, that um, normal scenario at the end of the season. Yeah, we're going to go through and we are going to draft our celebrity hoop teams that we would want to have represent us, I guess, if there was a, a, a final four bracket of, between the two right. of us or four of us. If any of you have Drake on the list, I swear. I don't even want him as a hype man no Cody's gonna go first then it's gonna be box then it's gonna be myself and CJ and we're gonna go snake style so CJ you'll have the first pick in the second round let's go guys I don't know if you saw this but in the doc I added colors for our colleges I thought that was pretty interesting just thought I'd throw that out I'm there not, I'm not in the doc yes he is I, well he sees what? it well oh, Trevor Trevor shows his true wow. colors, huh? Have me in the dark. <laughs> going, going with the rebel blue and red, huh? <laughs> All right. I, I, I didn't think you I could do You were there for a whole year. I don't think I could do another color scheme. What other colors? I already had both of them. I had you and Jeremy, or uh, bleep that. I had both you and, and Box and blue and gold. Could and use gold white and blue. And black. You use white and black sometimes as our alternative. You use white and black as <laughs> white and nah, black. You're good. You're good. No, Trev, you're fine. Everything's fine. I just went with it because I know you all didn't have any other colors to represent, but it's all right. Cody, start us off with your first. Oh, uh, I got to go with Quavo. God darn it. <laughs> Quavo. I hate you. Tell me a little bit about Quavo as a hooper. He's a dog, man. You see him in the celebrity game every year. Enough said, man. I love he football. He's a quarterback, though, isn't he? Multi-sport athlete? Yeah, multi-sport. Probably. All right, Box. Yeah. Box, your first pick. <sighs> Let's see. He's crack a cold one. My first one. <laughs> uh, I left field. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> so it's, it. it's one of those lists. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Everyone's eyes in basketball are trained to look up. I had a hinge date, and the girl was obsessed with Danny DeVito. She called me <laughs> the eighth wonder of the world. So I, She's, she, you got at least one pick. vote. That, that's, a, that's a keeper right there. Uh, my first pick, I'm going to go with the big show. Ooh. Oh. Oh. The I mean, well, big hold show. On. He's, yeah, yeah, he's. The big show 
played college basketball at Wichita State back in the day. So I'm getting a little bit of height to start out. Wow. They didn't know that one. Didn't think of. Oh, yeah. I put, I put some real research into this back. Yeah, I, I, you, you asked me for an explanation. I'm just like, I see Quavo ball out in the celebrity games, man. Like, <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> CJ, I'm ready. You got, got back to back. I got back to back. So, with my first pick in the first round, I'm going to select Chris Brown, C. Breezy. If, I'm not sure if any of you have ever seen him in a celebrity game or if just happened to stun, uh, come across his highlights. Yeah, he can dunk. He can dunk. But it's not even just his dunk. Like, he plays basketball. I'm not sure if he's actively playing a lot lately. He's not really just a dancer. Like, he can handle the ball. I, he has highlights of him crossing people up. So, since I don't have Quavo, I'm going to go with Chris Brown as my first pick. <laughs> and your second one. My second one. My second pick will be another D1 athlete, and he out on the West Coast. He goes by the rap name The Game. He was going to play at Washington State University, but unfortunately he got caught with some drugs, and then he became a rapper. To see <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for my second pick, I'm going to pick Mason Ramsey, the yodel kid. That... <laughs> and there is a video of him at a, uh, at a playground in a game of pickup in his full cowboy outfit, and he crossed some people up in them boots, let me tell you. So I I need a guy with handles like that on my team. If you can imagine the pick and imagine the pick and roll with Mason Ramsey in the Big Show. Well, you already you already gave Danny DeVito a rival. He's he's right at eye level. <laughs> Damn. Oh yeah, you messed up, Mason Ramsey basketball. I'm gonna send you all that link. Hopefully we can put that out. Can we get that on? All right, box. <clears throat> Will Ferrell. Think of all the sports movies he's been in. He's got so Jackie much. Moon. Jackie Moon. <laughs> Blades, of, Blades just, of Glory. His belt is just <laughs> Blades of Glory. Star studded. Just angelic with his movements. Mwah. All right, so I got two picks, right? Ooh. Yes, you have two back to back. Give me Lil Bow Wow. Lil Bow Wow. Like Mike, man. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I would have thought you would have picked Romeo because at least he did play D1 at USC. But okay, Bow Wow, I guess. Give <laughs> me Bow Wow. All right. Uh, next, I'm going to go with uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, I was thinking about him. That day. bank shot. The bank is open, baby. All day. And he actually balls. That's a good pick. Yep. Oh, no. I'm watching this video of Yodel Kid, and he just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> I may have messed up, guys. I may have messed up. <laughs> oh lord! All right, I, th- I think I got a few on here. You guys aren't going to have so I'm Fox, good. who's your third? Did he get a sec? Did Cody get a second? Yeah, yeah. I did Bow Wow and Sandler. Bow and right. Sandler. Well, uh, Will Ferrell needs a running man, so uh, John C. Riley, of course. <laughs> I mean, they're the perfect duo, perfectly in sync. Think of all That's the movies true. they've been in. That's true. Magic nope. Man and El Diablo. They'll make their opponents <laughs> laugh to death. There we go. My third one, uh, supermodel Elsa Hosk. She is a Victoria's Secret model. 
and she will definitely be a good distraction on defense. But <laughs> that won't be as good as Will Ferrell, John. But Sorry. she actually played professionally in Sweden before starting her modeling career. Will shit. Real research over there. Yeah. So <laughs> typing in Victoria's Secret model. Also oh, knows. okay. <laughs> CJ. All right. Um. So I'm gonna go with Queen Latifah. She led her team in New Jersey to back-to-back state titles, I believe I read. Did I spell Latifah right? Anybody know? <laughs> I think it's an H in there. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, I'm going to we'll, go with Queen Latifah. We'll change that later. And then I'm also going to go with my favorite rapper and the reason why this conversation is happening, J. Cole. I'm surprised he lasted that long. You're confident no one's going to take him? <laughs> I didn't think anybody was going to take Cole. Queen Latifah over J. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, respect the queen. Respect the queen. I know, but... <laughs> respect the queen. <laughs> Your fourth pick and the reason the reason why we're doing this. <laughs> hey, uh, I tried to be nice and leave you some talent out there, and y'all y'all are picking players. I, I'm I don't think y'all are picking mine. I don't think y'all are picking mine. <laughs> I'm uh, out here with championships. Oh, man. I have one serious one left, and... And one really fun one. Oh, I have a, a tons on the list. But, uh, oh, man, put me in a situation. I kind of wanted the last two to be pretty funny. No, 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 I got to stick to the schedule. I got to stick to the schedule. Uh, I think this team needs some energy. You know, we got the big show. We got Mason Ramsey. We got a supermodel and Elsa Haas. I think we need some, some real pep, you know. So I think I'm going to go with Robin Roberts from Good Morning America. She played basketball at Southeastern Louisiana. And like I said, she's on Good Morning America, so I know she's up and at him every day. Oh, I got a sneaky good pick now. I don't like that explanation for why you picked her. <laughs> she's a morning person. <laughs> she's got energy, man. Robin Roberts is a hooper. <laughs> I'll tell you who I thought you were going to pick after I, after I pick him. But <laughs> Jason Sudeikis? No, but well, box you're up. Well, I'm choosing the man of, uh, you know, I'm from Creed and Black Panther, uh, Michael B. Jordan. I mean, his, his name's Michael Jordan, so I mean, he'll channel. The power. <laughs> he's gotta be good, right? <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah. At, this is the one pick that Jeremy actually got right. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, am I up? Yes. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, Jenna Bandy. She is – I yeah, yeah. CJ, I told CJ about it earlier. Um, Jenna she's who? A, Jenna, Jenna who? Bandy. Bandy. How do I spell that? B-A-N-Y. Yep. So she's uh, somebody I actually saw on uh, social media lately. B-A-N-D-Y. Um, someone I saw on social media lately. Um, she – I don't know her exact upbringing. I think she played at Arizona State in college. Um, but she's just been kind of like a, uh, Oh, you know, I know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> I know who this is. She, got, she can ball, man. I think like she, she yeah, a lot of her videos have to do with her. Like, yeah, her just like schooling people who think that they're better than her just because she's a girl probably, but she just like takes them to school, man. It's ridiculous. Like she's got a really good step back. She's got really good handles. Um, and she's looking around the basket too. So yeah, I got her. Um, and then who is my last pick? Uh, can we get a six man? I feel like we need a six man. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. add a six. You man. need you we'll need to fill man. out with a six man. Okay. Um, mm. 
I'm, I'm actually – you said it earlier. I'm actually going to go with Jason Sudeikis. He's on my list. <laughs> he was on my list too. Yep. Yep. I need, I need, my, I need my Jason Sudeikis on there. I need my awkward-looking white dude. Box. Even though, I, even though I got Adam Sandler. Box. Oh, man. Uh, Jonah Hill. <laughs> he, I don't know, he, he's always wearing jerseys. You know, he's probably know a few thing or two. Yeah, there you, you see, him, you see him with that, uh, see him with that Phoenix Suns jersey, just tucked really tight into his jeans. Ooh, 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 mm. ooh. Ah. to the TikTok. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, this one, you know, we got to get a little bit of more experience in there. I think we need a leader on this team. You know, so I'm gonna go with former President Barack Obama. Oh my God! I was. Oh, I thought he'd be there still. He's gonna be my sixth He's man. He's rounding out the roster. He's gonna be uh, that wing that we need. Why are you? Hoop. Why are you adding like? Why are you adding stuff to it? We we know who Barack Obama is. Why are you former President Barack Obama? Like why? You're only doing it for your column too. Like you're just like giving extra cred to your people. No. Have you not watched the last? You're not even spelling our people's names right, so you're like adding extra stuff. You're not in there changing anything. You all could go in there, all right? You can add some stuff. Just, you can put a little bow wow from. Hey. You could put uh, what's the kid's name from in the movie? Char- Calvin. 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 Ca- Calvin yeah, Cambridge. Calvin Cambridge. You could add that in there. You could put Calvin it in Cambridge. there. You could put Adam Sandler, the pickup god. All right, you know you can do what you want. Jason Sudeikis, you know MVP of the all uh, celebrity game. All right, you all could add whatever you want. J. Cole, who can throw down alley-oops. You can do whatever you want, all right? Okay, I, all right. I see we've hit a nerve. Let's I move think, on. I think, though, it's better. We're adding in entertainment value here, Cody. Uh-huh. The, the last CJ, you're is, up. Uh, CJ, you get back-to-back because oh, apparently we're doing a six-man. All right, so since Barack Obama's not there, I'm going to go with my man. He also played D1. He doesn't wear one chain, but he wears two. Uh-huh. Rapper, two chains. Yeah, he was on a list. <laughs> and then my six man. This is actually a six woman. I can't believe nobody didn't say the famous oh, Doris Burke. Doris oh. Burke. Come on now. I thought you, you can handle the ball while still in your attire, your professional attire, and still all the knowledge she knows. And I, she actually played the game. Like Doris Burke, she a killer. I bet if she was actually out there, she'd be a killer on the court. Uh, what are you doing? I'm trying to think. I'll go with another female. I'll go with another. I, I had a really long list for this. I made an extremely unnecessary list. <laughs> so. Jeremy, give me a number one. or uh, Box, give me a number one or two. Bleep you got to stop doing that. Uh, two. All right, two, two. Uh, Rachel Demita. Damn it! <laughs> You're killing me. From 2K, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, she's a, she's a baller. We know she's a baller. Damn you. <laughs> what was one? What was one? Sarah Silverman. Stupid box. Mm. Watch my bad. <laughs> Sarah Silverman plays a lot of ball. She's out there. All right, all right. <laughs> I just – it takes me back to Joe's. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, oh, no. Well, you know, to challenge that uh, 
Barack Obama pick. I'm choosing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. <laughs> they, I think they're uh, diametrically opposed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to be sending a couple. All of right, things. Cody, round us out. Well, you took my six – well, you took my – two of my six men, actually. Um, so, Ooh. I'm left, and I'm not displeased about this pick. I'm not going to be a team with height. I'm going Kevin Hart. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. There's one thing I want to say. Kevin Hart plays really well in the Celebrity All-Star Games. Have you seen his high school tape, the one where he threw eight turnovers? Eight no. turnovers. And got benched. <laughs> it's so funny hey. to watch Kevin Hart. just like he's watching himself play, and he's like laughing and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, about to cross him over, about to do this, about to do that. And he goes, oh, I turned <laughs> it over. I turned it over. <laughs> he's, my, he's my sixth man slash coach. All right, so, All right, for, um, this, so for this game, if you could have – Two celebrities mic'd up. Only two celebrities mic'd up. Who would they be? Oh, I want oh, from our team. Yeah, yeah, on team. your own team. Yeah, if you're gonna have two from your team mic'd up, I'm going two chains and Chris Brown. I think I've I've heard just two chains like talking basketball, and I just know like if he comes into this game high. It's going to be a, a whole nother different story. He's just going to be starting to say some pretty off-the-wall stuff. And then Chris Brown is a trash talker. I've seen yeah. highlights, and he talks trash. Uh, just to see how he's going to go at somebody. I, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I am going to go with former President Barack Obama. <laughs> I know he's got to have a competitive side of it to him, but we've always seen him being like one of the best orators of all time. So I feel that's like going to be some Phil Rivers trash talk. Even, like clean even as his, can be, but just in no, his, <laughs> even his trash talk is going to sound presidential. Yeah. And then I think the I think I Mason Ramsey. What kind of shot was that? Uh, Mason. <laughs> Mason, Mason Ramsey is definitely going to be complaining about his boots. Like midway through like the second quarter. <laughs> so I got to go with him, you know? <laughs> Obviously, I gotta have Danny DeVito because he's so low to the ground. All you're gonna hear is just shoe squeaking. <laughs> Box, you're awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, you could pass around the mic between Will and John. You know, they they, they can just have fun. Oh, God. Um, I obviously have to have Kevin Hart. Um. Kevin Hart, and then, ooh. It's got to be Sudeikis. It's got to be Sudeikis. I, I'm, I'm between him and Sandler. I'm trying well, to figure Sandler, out which one I Sandler found funny. Sandler in private is, is very calm, like doesn't like yeah. to talk a whole lot. So I, Sudeikis I, I'd probably do Sudeikis, yeah. I think that he, I think that he'd be good. Yeah, Sudeikis uh, and Hart. Before we get to the next thing, I'd like to go through some of the uh, people on my list that didn't get taken who have some, some nice basketball backgrounds. Cool. Master P actually played in the NBA. He was on my list. He was on my list. I didn't know if he was up for grabs because he actually played in the NBA. Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live played at Colorado State and Community College. Okay. Uh, Tom Selleck played at USC. Great stash. Mahershala Ali played at St. Mary's. Denzel Washington played at Fordham. I put Common on there because he played in the movie and he was like an all-star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP, and then Silverman, who we already talked about. Uh, I have a few. I'm actually surprised. I I kind of literally just thought about him, 
But uh, Will Smith, Will Smith has been known to be able to play basketball. Um, there was also some people I looked up, and they didn't even know these things. So Wale was also another D1 athlete. Um, who else? There's a, also another rapper by the name of Stally, I think it was. And he actually had a scholarship for the University of Michigan and LIU, but injuries. And then I had somebody else. Darn it. Oh, man. It was somebody else. If I think about it, I'll say it. Yeah, one actually, people, one sure. actually people I had were uh, oh, Nelly. Oh, I remember now. I had Nelly, um, and then I had uh, Chance the Rapper. So, uh, going through the teams one more time, this is going to be our Instagram at uncredentialed zero or underscore underscore uncredentialed underscore uncredentialed zero is the Twitter. Uh, Cody's team consists of Quavo, Little Bow Wow, Adam Sandler, Jenna Bandy, Jason Sudeik, Art, No. Box's oh team. Oh god, you're, you're cutting out, dog. Yeah. Oh no. Am I really? Maybe maybe I yeah. should handle this. All right. Yeah. One more time. My team was Quavo, Lil Bow Wow, Adam Sandler, Jenna Bandy, Jason Sudeikis, and Kevin Hart. The box had Danny DeVito, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Michael B. Jordan, Jonah Hill, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Trev had The Big Show, Mason Ramsey, um, Elsa Hosk, Robin Roberts, Barack Obama, and Rachel Demita. And CJ had Chris Brown, The Game, Queen Latifah, J. Cole, Two Chains, and Doris Burke. Yeah. Yeah, I believe we're winning that. Yeah, I'm winning this, these will be up on our um, Instagram account um, for those to look at as well. So, And I just remember who it was Dave East. I actually just found out about Dave East. He's a rapper, and I didn't know he also played D1. So there's a lot of rappers. I'm quite surprised that I actually played at the D1 level or even just the college level in general. Yep. Yeah, a lot of good people on that list. So now to uh, for the final segment of the show, let's turn it over to the box. The box! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, well, uh... <laughs> You've had two hours to prepare for this moment, Box. Sorry, I have got a riddle for you all. Oh, yeah, that's right. What can both heat up and cool off a dog? Riddle me this, riddle me that. Nope. Both heat up and cool off a dog. Mm-hmm. What can they don't do at the same time, but they're uh it's a word or a thing that can do both. Nope. I give up. Wow. Water? <laughs> nope. Dogs do. Uh, is this like a? Is this something that's like common to double be around? meaning? Well, double meaning, you know. Is this like a toy or something? No, it's everyday everyday thing, like an everyday thing yeah. and an action. Oh, something that, something a dog does. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, does that cool you off? Yeah. You, you, you. They lit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. P? What? Is that <laughs> was close? That, you said shit. Not you. you. Said, oh, I thought you said Trevor was close. <laughs> I, was like, I was about to say, it's the guest of the century. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, it's not shake, themselves. shake themselves? No. I don't, I don't know how to 
heat them. Oh, I guess the heat them because less water. But how it cooled I down? I tap out. I'm out. I'm not. Stick. I'm too stubborn to leave. <laughs> uh, stick their head out the window. Well, I mean, it's not the same thing that can do both. Panting. Thing. Oh, 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 shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're you're close. Panting is close. Barking. Yeah, you're incredibly close. You you got to barking. Say it, right? Like, like sticking their tongue out. Oh. I'll just leave it with that. What? What? You're leaving us on a cliffhanger box? Well, you're close. Think about pant panting. You know. Yeah. And change it around a bit. You know. Think about it. Chasing their tail. Wagging their tail. It's it's a riddle. Come on. A little. little... He's Cody's close. Give us a hint. Uh, different tents. Different tents. Pant, pant. pant. Oh, 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 what did you say? Pants. <laughs> pants. Oh, oh. Pants. 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 Yeah. What? <laughs> Think about it. Oh. Dogs can go put a put a pants, but also heat up. Yeah, put a pair of pants on dogs; they'll get warm. That's how they also cool themselves off the pants. Oh, mm. yeah! Isn't that the greatest riddle you've ever heard? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the box stumps us again. Yeah, you've been. Oh stumped. man! All right, we need we need a, we need a riddle every week. Then <laughs> I'm I'm gonna count the one as mine. That's mine. Oh, okay. I got that. Yep. Well, uh, that's about all we have. I think it's time that we go check out Call of Duty Season 5. I'm currently trying to get the double swords. Everyone uh, check out um, the... The stadium uh, is open. The uh, Jake Paul Mansion raid. (laughs) (laughs) They probably found some uh, heavy-duty firepower. (laughs) And if that's all we got, tune in back in in a couple of weeks. Jeremy and I will probably officially be 24 at that time. We might have our first potential interview with a friend of mine. Other than that, it's been a great episode, boys. And we can't wait to see you all again. Woo-hoo. Remember, Jimmy G top 10. Not top 10. <laughs> <laughs>